Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shit bowling ideas back and forth. Hippie science. Right. right. It's not science science. It's almost like I'm trying to call for just people to just be better. That we could have some kind of study on these type of Her mother was on board, I guess. Of course yeah. she was. She got pretty and... on board and didn't have to fuck the man to do it. <laughs> Our devil's advocate type stance here. See you Jessica. And you're Seth. And this is the Hippie Science Variety Hour. So, we've been thinking a lot about death. <laughs> As usual, yeah. For our Look, usual mo, you know, it's uh, it's basically Halloween, right. and death is in the air. It is. There's just uh, there's a lot of a lot of creepy shit. The veil is thin. The veil is thin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We sure. Sure. So, <laughs> so we for a long time we've been really interested in accepting mortality. And how you deal with maybe terminal illness or how much you need to accept your own mortality just in general. But especially when you're a person who's sick Mm -hmm. for long periods, even if it's not supposed to be a terminal illness. Yeah. I mean, I think, and it might be, I was brought up in a family that death was a casual topic. Yeah. That um, since my granddad died when he was so young and his father before him died when he was so young, it was just a topic of conversation. Like, what do I want when I die? Like, that was just normal conversation for us. So I think it's really freeing for anybody to do it. I don't think it needs to be just an ill person thing. Yeah. Well, that's really what I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but I mean, we have a lot of people who are going to be part of our audience who, because they're ill, they need to think about that more than most people do. Right. That it's a more prevalent possibility. Right. The choice is sort of taken away. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So you don't get to deny it anymore. No, you don't. And having a family environment where that's just a regular topic of conversation, it's not really stigmatized. Yeah. That's really healthy. I always thought it was so weird. Like, okay, on one hand, it was never awkward to Mm -hmm. me in the day-to-day conversations that we would have. But if I had a friend come over and we would start talking about it. Oh, they'd get freaked out? Yeah. I would, I had to explain it a lot. Like beforehand to even some people if I knew that they were kind of not down with the good death kind of positive attitude right I would be like look if death comes up at the kitchen dinner table like it might happen (laughs) it's really weird to me that a person would have that hard of a time with it it really is because I wouldn't say we talked about death a lot in my family but it's never one of those things that when it came up we everyone clammed up you know, it's just matter of fact with us. It's like, yeah, we're going to die. You know, some of us are going to die before others. Right. There's a there's a real just acceptance of the fact that, you know, we know some of us don't have as long as others. Right. And we make sure to take the time to remind each other of that we're like, look, you know, this person isn't going to be with us. Probably 10, you know, 10 more years, we'll be looking back on the times with them, mm-hmm. you know. And 10 years is a long time, relatively. So it's just very strange to me that you would 
you would be so removed from being able to accept that because you can't you can't live your life as well as you could if you didn't right right there was that um video that we watched of the indian hindu uh what do we what do you call this i don't even know what he was i don't know what he was he seemed very wise he seemed very (laughs) wise man had great clothes (laughs) great clothes he had a rocking beard (laughs) yeah he did (laughs) Some um, hella nice necklaces. So yeah. one of them guys. <laughs> one of those guys. Yeah. One of those he cool said, dudes. Yeah, one of those ones that you automatically just assume knows the secret to the universe. Right. Like you just look at him and you're like, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. He spent half his life in meditation. Yeah, for sure. he knows what's up. Right. Yeah. So one of those. <laughs> um, he said that the things you don't accept are the things that uh, you struggle with in life. Mm-hmm. And that if you accept it and then only when you accept something, are you truly free from it? Right. And I really, really like that a lot. That it's an inevit- inevitability. Inevitability. That word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that it's going to happen to all right. of us. And I, for one, I've never feared the end. Mm-hmm. I've always feared the point a to b the dying process yeah so that's another one of the videos we watched yeah right um that's super important to me that's not just one of the other videos that that was a huge theme through most of them yeah about Uh, the the art of dying almost the art of dying is a great way to put it um so that the statistic that they used of like it used to be one in five people that would die in intensive care Mm -hmm. and now it's like three in five yeah what is that, 60%? I mean, I don't yeah. math. <laughs> it's 60%. Um, that's absolutely insane. It right? is. Because that's not a nice way to go. Right. It's They're doing everything they can to prolong the inevitable. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not comfortable. You're speaking not. Speaking as someone that has spent significant time in hospitals, you're not comfortable. No, hospitals are really uncomfortable places right. to be. Just you can't even rest. the energy. There's, yeah, there's always, there's always someone prodding at you. Always. You never get to sleep. It feels like the days and nights don't, just don't exist. They don't. Um, It's just one big mesh. They're, they're terrible places to spend the end of your life when you know it's the end of your life. Yeah. And people frantically trying to beat it away Mm -hmm. is really, that's what's happened. And I feel like it, it sort of needs to revert back to where most people were dying at home. Well, there used to be a time even, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. No, it was like 50 years ago. Yeah, that we even washed the body of the dead and prepared them mm-hmm. and had at home living wakes. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's, <clears throat> I've read a lot. I mean, I've watched a lot about it and I've read a lot of Caitlin Daughtry's um, writings and I've read a lot about just dying in general learning to accept my own mortality yeah can i just go ahead and just start making fun of you already because you are such a fangirl on this caitlin Caitlin i so am like i really i want you to go full fangirl on this because she sounds like she really deserves it i mean she's an incredible individual this woman if you have not ever seen her books she's got a new one coming out um will my cat eat my eyeballs and it's all death questions from kids. 
Um, she's the mortician. Yeah, she's the mortician. Yeah. She's, she's got great. a YouTube channel, the Ask a Mortician. Mm-hmm. Um, I freaking love her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just eat her up. The TED Talks <clears throat> are really, really great. We'll have several linked in the next few shows, actually. Yeah. Just because she's one of the biggest voices in the good death movement. Mm-hmm. Where we're, it's trying to get us back to the place where people plan out and discuss what they want for their funeral and what they want for their end of days and what that dying process looks like for them. Yeah. Honestly, in doing all this research, I really, it got me to the point where I want to go do it myself. You should. Right? Uh, I, I really should. And you don't see people my age doing that no, very you often. Don't. I've definitely, I've talked to my family some about what, like, if I were to die unexpectedly, that, you know, I've told them I didn't want to be embalmed. I wanted, you know, if they were going to bury me, then I definitely wanted just, like, a straight pine box, you know, not something with a bunch of chemicals, not a bunch of steel. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just want everything to be as biodegradable as possible, because this dumb thing that we do of throwing people in concrete mausoleums underground is the weirdest thing ever to me. It's so weird. Why? Why do we do that? Like, at what point did... And it's the commercialization and monetization of death. Oh, yeah, they have that huge convention in Boston. Yeah, it's massive. They have the most insane, like, burial stuff. Just this huge funeral director industry Mm -hmm. convention that is... One of the biggest ones they have there. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like Death Comic Con. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but that it, that's huge. It, that's a perfect description yeah. of it. And it's all rooted in now, like, low down, this weird I'd like to go. This I would kinda like to go too. I mean like on the demo. <laughs> <laughs> it's rooted in this weird fear that people have of dying. It is. They, they it's like they think if they can prevent their body from decomposing, it's not they're not actually dead. You know, it really seems like that maybe, way. Maybe okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Maybe we have such a connection to the physical shell mm-hmm. that we have to that we have this like I don't know weird fucked up psyche where we have to preserve it or it's really the end. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, we are, and I mean, in in my opinion, right. It seems most logical to say we are just these sacks of meat with cool electrical signals going around our head, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what makes us. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people want to agree with that um, because they want to think, you know, souls are something separate from the body. But, I mean, if you really want to, you can go all woo with it and just say, hey, you know, that electrical signal just echoes through, you know, whatever. Energy you know. is energy and you can't destroy energy. It's just displaced. Yeah. 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 I'll go all woo-woo. Got no problem with it. (laughs) Yeah. You know I'm not a... I know. That's not quite my bag. I remember like this weekend I said something about um, the weight of when some... I'm not going to remember it, but there's the weight of difference when someone dies and they said it was like the soul weight. And you're like, yeah, it's dehydration. I don't... No, I think they disproved it. Yeah. Did they? I, I'm pretty positive. I'm going to say they it. didn't. <laughs> um, but so on, on, in the vein of all that, right. We watched that one, um, that one video 
called I See Dead People. Yeah, that one was uh, good. Yeah. And I started thinking about that because, of, of course, this time of year, I'm watching a ton of horror movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, I love horror movies. And Who I started doesn't? thinking. Especially, it's spooky season. Yeah, it's spooky season. You got to lean into it. Yeah, you do. For sure. And so, I mean, how else you can get through the holidays unless you've got some kind of mass murder outlet <laughs> vicarious whatever whatever you say <laughs> uh, i don't need to mass murder so i'm just saying you know maybe you should work on your rage a little bit no so what i was thinking though as because i i'm literally like when i get up i was watching a show like a scary show as i was researching this stuff like mm-hmm. i'd get up and go do something else and have the youtube video playing while i was you know you know, cleaning up my room or something. Yeah. And then I'd sit back down for a while and watch another episode. And the show is all about like this family's ghosts, basically. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of ghosts around them. And I started thinking about that in the context of what people really seem to experience in those end of life things where their family will come to greet them. And sometimes it's positive and sometimes it's negative. Yeah. Right. Sometimes, like, your mother will show up next to your bedside if your mother died before you. Yeah. And, or they they say that they see or their, their mother, parents, you know, show whatever, up. whatever yeah. their brain is doing. Yeah. Um, see, hold up. I mean, I know you're going to, whatever the brain's doing, but I think that you really do get visited by those spirits. I mean, there's so many accounts of it. You cannot discredit the whole thing that it's just something weird the brain does. You just can't. It would make sense to me. It would make a lot of sense to me. But look. I, mean, I, I can understand. Right, so from, from my, you know, sort of, you know, quotes, real world perspective, right? Um, I think it's more fun just in general, to imagine that that kind of thing can be going on, right? But I just don't, you know, I, I don't want to jump on the train with it, right? I'm on the train. Really? I yeah. hadn't noticed. Woo-woo. <laughs> um, I, I really, I, I don't hold people believing in ghosts against them, right? I don't think people are crazy if they do. Yeah. Right? Um, because I think, it's just it's just more fun to have that kind of you know a little bit of mystery in the world why not you know why not and look i'll i'll indulge it i'll play along i'll go to a cemetery i'll creep myself out hell yeah you will but at the end of the day it does make a lot of sense for me if you're a person who hasn't reconciled yourself to your own death on your deathbed right and then you start seeing you know ghosts or whatever you're hallucinating because you know you're about to die and your brain's going fucking crazy Mm -hmm. right it would make sense to me that you see some shit that makes death look bad, right? And yeah. conversely, if you've accepted it, then it would make a lot of sense that you see some shit that's like, oh, my mother's come to take me with Why her. it's welcoming. Yeah, it's welcoming you. So that goes back to if you've accepted it, that it seems like it's an easier end process. It certainly is. Like even on a, even if we're taking away like my hippie side of it where I'm no it's spirits if we take it on a psychological level that if you look at these people that have accepted death that their passing is more peaceful during the active dying right and I think it's really important to 
get people to a place where they can accept their death. I right? think it is too. And this whole this whole thing of putting people in the ICU, trying to fight it off as hard as you can, that's not the way to do it. It's not. It's because you're you're running from it the whole time. You basically. are. And you're <clears throat> kind of, I'm trying to think of the word for it. You're closing off the reality of death from the human experience. Like you're trying to compartmentalize something that you can't separate. There is no life without death. Right. You know, there's there can be no existence. And think about it. If we didn't have this timeline on our life, do you really think we'd get the things accomplished that we get accomplished in 50 years? No. Maybe. I don't think we would. I think it just depends on the type of person you are, right? Yeah, that's because true. Because there, there are a lot of people, there are people we know and care about who are wasting their life. Yeah, that's true. Right? And the, the specific one I'm thinking about mm-hmm. is a person who we know probably has less time than everyone else already. Right. And the point that he started wasting his life was when he found out his time was limited. See, but that... There's this thing that happens that you kind of have to decide if you're going to... Okay, so... Accepting your mortality as an inevitability is much different than resigning to it. Right. And that's a difference of where you take somebody... Like, I mean, I've gone through both of them. Mm-hmm. Where I've had doctors, like, especially... Yeah, you've had how many death sentences now? Yeah, I mean, especially when doctors are like, we have nothing else we can do for you. Right. They send you home to die. Yeah. Which is, I mean, better than sticking you in an ICU, I guess. I mean, I think so. Yeah. I, I, that wouldn't happen. I wouldn't let happen. Yeah, you wouldn't no. go. <laughs> I wouldn't happen. You'd be more likely to die in some fucking shaman's hut. Jesus, that scared me. That scared the <laughs> hell out of me so just to let everyone know we're on the porch as usual and it's a kind of rainy dreary day windy and as, as soon as we started recording the wind picked up and this huge branch just fell off in the woods it sounded like 10 different branches yeah. fell all around oh us. my god it scared me Woo. so yeah if if there's a little bit of rain sound it's not raining right now but it could start the wind's soon. picking up it might yeah it might start again here soon so, Ooh, back on track. Man. <laughs> now that the ghosts are done knocking down fucking limbs. For real. See? That's <laughs> we were what talking you get for them. saying there's not spirits. They're going to make themselves known. Thanks. Pass me the sage. Come on. <gasps> we Oh, we do have sage. We do have sage. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need it anymore because the bugs aren't out. Yeah, but it just <clears throat> smells delicious. It does smell good. And do you, there's... Is it all I, in the bag? No, there's one that's already lit on the table that was lit priorly. Yeah. Light that up. You got the ghosts freaking out around me. The ghosts Shit. are fine. Oh, but getting, I'm, I'm getting like, back. I'm, I'm holding <laughs> my breath waiting for another crash. The ghosts are fine. Okay. Uh, I need my salt and candles. Calm down. Oh. I can't believe I'm lighting sage right now. What the fuck? I love it. <laughs> That's great. It does smell good. It does. It smells great. And there's actual scientific studies that it cleans more bacteria out of the air than even Lysol does. What? Yep. I'll show them to you. That sounds cool. Yeah, isn't it? I didn't know that. I mean, I've this been... One, I'm going to give it to you because I can't get it I've to I've been light. doing it for years. Here. And you ready? Yeah. This is... 
<laughs> it, it's not stick. really that lit. <laughs> I got a lighter. Don't throw anything else. Okay. I'm so not editing that out. That's fine. I cannot believe you just threw a lit. It's not bundles. that lit. There's like one little bit of ember. There's on it. embers. There's one. There's well. <laughs> All right, spooky episode. Yeah. Got things crashing. Anyway, shit. so I uh, I completely lost track of what you were saying. Do you remember? No. Okay. I so mean, I'm... the ghost scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'll start talking about what I was thinking about with horror movies, right? So with horror movies and horror shows and just stuff in that genre, right? It's really basically all of it is just playing out these exact fears that we we're talking about. So the ghosts that are the fucking problem in the shows are the ghosts that haven't accepted their death. Right? Right. They're the ones that are mad Ooh. about it. And even taking it further that the only reason that ghosts are here is because they have unfinished, unfinished business. Unfinished business. Exactly. Ooh. Because they haven't accepted their death. Right. That's and, fucking crazy. And know, that's even motivating for the masses. Think about, okay, so on a conspiratorial level. Oh, God. To put in our heads that you become this damned spirit if you have unfinished business. What a way to motivate the masses. It's actually kind of a good conspiracy theory. It is. I'm not, not all of them are bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most. Most, yeah. They all seem mostly negative. Yeah, pedophiles and... Yeah. Ugh. Powerful mustache. Reptiles. Reptiles. <laughs> Lizard people. Listen... Octopedo. Octopedo. That's <laughs> Octophile. what that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Octo no, it was Pedotober. No, it wasn't. Was it was it Octophile not? and Octopedo. Oh, okay. Octopedo. Yeah. That was it. Octopedo. 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 That's what I'm saying. No, you're saying octopedo. Like Oct- an octopus is a pedo. <laughs> little octopus with a little mustache on him. I guess there isn't two. Oh yeah. wow. I think we, I I think we've talked about it before, but I dressed up as Edgar Allan Poe for Halloween this year, and I grew a little mustache, and oh. Jessica, on her pedophile conspiracy theories, <laughs> she you go down these big-ass rabbit holes about child sex trafficking all I the really time. I And um, when I came out with a little shitty mustache... <laughs> Just clean shaven everywhere else. You really couldn't stand it. I couldn't. It was bothering you all night. All night. And I like, loved it. We would just be sitting there laughing, having fun. I look up and I'm like, that damn mustache. I know. And look, after you'd gone to bed, I'm sitting there with our friend. And he kept laughing because he he would just see my silhouette backlit. And like the mustache would be highlighted. Uh... <laughs> and, and he was like, this is the month of the pedos. Octopedo, octophile. <laughs> But honestly, I kind of like Octophile because it's like you love October, which I, I do. I do like that. Yeah, it's cool. That sounds like it's already something. Octophile? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. We're going to look it up. It's going to be We're something gonna, terrible. Yeah, it's going to be awful. It's going to be real bad. It's going to be sex with octopuses. Octopi. Hmm. hmm. What is the plural of octopuses? It's actually octopuses, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. I like octopi. Octopus. It might be one of those that you can do both on. It might be. Octopi sounds correct. It does sound correct, but it's because there are other words like that. Okay. Yeah. I but I went down I was I was researching this at some point a few years ago because I really for some reason I was saying octopuses or octopi a lot and mm-hmm. I always felt wrong. 
Like you're, I don't want to sound like an idiot. I don't. Yeah. Which, you know, now we're doing the podcast and we both just sound like fools all the time. We've had a record yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> just giving it to the world. Here's you guys can make fun us of us in too. Our finest moments. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, the ghosts. It's really, it's really interesting, isn't it? That that's how it plays out. It really in, is in all of the stories. A ghost that. But there were some on that video, like the old man that had the positive and negative experiences. Yeah, but he had the positive after the negative. Did that's he not? Right, I think. Yeah, so. I think they told it in reverse order. But he said. Before he started seeing his family, he started seeing the people from the war. He said, yeah, he said, he said that when he was explaining that the story about seeing his family, Mm -hmm. he said, I used to see people from the the war. war. Yeah. He was in World War Two. This was like Normandy flashbacks. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So it's, it's really, really interesting to me. And I think with all the creepy stuff that we'll do just for fun Mm -hmm. right the reason it hasn't messed with us as badly is because we are kind of like okay you know if i die then i die i'm fine with it yeah i and i have been too for years which is weird for someone as young as i am i think it's because of your nature though you're very stoic sort of and you have let's just face it like one of the guys in the video death has kind of always been around you it really has i mean seriously like when that one doctor said that i was like oh this is suck which one i think it was the i see dead people one he said death had always been around him Mm -hmm. he was like look i don't know how else to put this but death has always been around me i didn't ever have plans for this but this is what happened yeah it actually when I was watching all of that stuff, it did actually make me want to start volunteering at a palliative care type place. Really? Yeah, at a hospice or something. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really good. I can. Get I think you it would be really with rewarding. Some nurses around here that do it. Huh? I can get you connected with nurses around here that do it. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Like I've got time. Right. <laughs> you know, I'll just <laughs> put another, another thing project. on my schedule. <laughs> yeah. No but big deal. I would really love to do that now. That's what I thought, like, when I went back to nursing school, mm-hmm. I wanted to do home health and hospice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, then I realized I didn't. Yeah, then you were just, like, medicines, poison, give yeah. me herbs. Yep. <laughs> I would still, if I did anything in the medical industry, I would probably do something like that. Okay. That would be the only thing I would consider. Just because I feel like that's still a place where you can make a huge impact in a patient's life. Yeah. I would I would think so. Yeah. Absolutely. I like, would really yeah. you know, honestly, I would really be interested in doing being like a psychologist for people who are dying. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is something you don't really hear about. Which is my doctor specialized specialized in it. Yeah. My therapist. Yep. That it would be great. that would be very cool. You know, another thing you know, I'll slide off over into your hippie world for a little while. Yeah. Right. Um, people who Come do to the dark side. We have well, people do psychedelic mushrooms mm-hmm. on their deathbed and they somehow come to peace with the fact that they're going to die. Yeah. They people said that who are really twisted up about it. Mm-hmm. They know that they're going to die. Maybe not on their deathbed. Maybe they just got a terminal diagnosis and then they'll do some significant dose of psilocybin and they come out on the other end really feeling okay about it because so i'm 
iffy on expanding upon it, but we'll speak in hypotheticals. Sure. So hypothetically speaking, if one was facing their own mortality on that issue, there is a sense of being very lost. Okay. And what the trip makes you feel like you found yourself? No, it makes you feel like you're connected to everything, that it that you can't be lost because you're a part of everything. Okay. Like, that, that that's not even a possibility anymore. Yeah. Because you are everything. <clears throat> and it really, it helped me. I mean, I'm just going to point blank say it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, Especially when I did it when, I mean... I did it right after I stopped the antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So that was when the doctor said, hey, there's nothing else we can do. Right. They sent you home. Mm-hmm. So it was just go home and die. And I didn't think about it in a way I don't want to die. That was never the thing. I mean, right. there was always because I'm young, you know, like I'd rather it not happen this soon because I still had stuff I wanted to do. Right. But I was OK if it happened. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't want it to hurt. And then after the psychedelic experience, it was, it didn't matter mm-hmm. that even if it hurt, that the amount of time I would spend in that space compared to everything else that came before and could come after. It just didn't seem like as much. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. They're doing some really cool stuff with those with those drugs now. Yeah, they are. And I'm really, really happy that they are. I'm very excited um, for it. Hopkins. I mean, yeah, one John of the most Hopkins respected has... institutions in the country just opened up a whole yeah. like, research unit on Huge. this stuff. Huge. Yeah. And I'm very, very excited to see how they're going to use it. Likewise. Um, You know what helped? Like, people quit smoking from that, which is crazy because the smokers I know who do those drugs smoke a lot while they're tripping. Right. But... Some people who want to quit smoking, they'll, it's like it gives them the perspective, right? Yeah. It's, it's just very, it it's very promising. It makes you in tune with everything. Like, I just, so, if you remember the old radios, okay, like you had to turn the dial mm-hmm. on the radio. And you could go just ever so slightly and start getting, like, the other channel to come in. Psychedelics kind of tune, like, make it all clearer. Like, okay. everything just, everything's okay. There's just this profound, I don't know, it's just a profound experience. Highly recommend it. Yeah, so this whole psychedelic drugs thing, helping people come to terms with it. I think that might be a really interesting therapy going forward. But really, what I would like to see in the world is people not needing that, right? I I would really love to see people just... That it's just accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we need a cultural change. I agree. I mean, how great would it be to see the U.S. do a shift around death and have something celebrated like, like how... Dias Leia, oh God. Dia de los Muertos. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people sort of compare Halloween to that. It's but not. Halloween's become so commodified and commercialized yeah. that 
it it's got very little spiritual significance to most people now. Most people, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, mainstream people, yeah. Listen, there are still some that find it sacred. Uh, hell, I do. I do. Right, <laughs> but it's it's just because it's a time of year that is everything is changing. Yeah, at this time of year, and it's the time of year that's going into the time in this country where you're really supposed to spend that time focusing on your family and your relationships because it's like it's the kickoff of the you know holiday season. Right. Right. Now. I'm not. I'm a fucking Scrooge. I don't like Christmas. I don't give a fuck Christmas. about Thanksgiving. Right. I don't like so, Thanksgiving. I can't eat most of the shit now. Yeah. Halloween's my jam. Halloween's awesome. <laughs> because, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, It's it's just a, if you're doing it right, okay, and I don't want to try and act like people are doing it wrong, but if you're really doing Halloween right, then you are taking that time and thinking about what all of this means. You know, if if it's the time of the year that we watch scary movies all the time, then it's a time of the year that we're thinking about death. Right. Right. If there's skeleton it's, decorations exactly. and graveyards. And, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, just play it off. And but do you think, yeah, do you think that the commercialization of Halloween is a contributing factor to us not taking death as a serious thing. Maybe. So, like, I mean, the, the history of like... Halloween's kind of murky, though, right? I, I watched this big, long video. I think I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, The history of it's, it's, it's kind of kind of weird. And in this country, there's, there's a real strong Christian vein that wants to say you shouldn't even celebrate it. They say it's demonic. It's a devil's holiday. Yeah. And it's not. It's not. It's just not. And, and listen, I'm, I'm sorry if you're someone whose religious beliefs are that fucking stupid <laughs> okay because they are it is and if ridiculous. you and if you don't like that this isn't the show for you and if you're also one of those parents that think that someone's gonna give your kid edibles in their halloween cost in their candy this isn't the show for you <laughs> it's really not it's really not no I, that's a that's that a reasonable expensive that kills that, me that shit every is, year <laughs> yeah um I can understand that, right? There's actually, there's something I kind of wanted to do this Halloween. Um, one of my friends was complaining, I'm going to be giving out candy at his house. Mm-hmm. And he was complaining that they're these backpack trick-or-treaters, right? Yeah. They just, just come up with no costume and hold out a backpack. Mm-hmm. And they just expect you to give them something when they haven't even gone to the effort of, you know, Having getting a costume. a costume. Yeah. But... You know, there's there's also that part of me that's like, maybe these are lower income maybe kids. Maybe they couldn't afford one. Maybe they couldn't afford something. Yeah. And they, right. you know, this is the only time of year that they can get a lot of treats. Mm-hmm. So th- that's the reason I'm not doing this. But such a big part of me wanted to get some onions and some caramel and make caramel onions just for Oh my God, you're kids. such an asshole. <laughs> I know. I've seen ones where they do chocolate covered Brussels sprouts. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. That's terrible. It's fantastic. See, yeah. I would be the kind of person that I would not give a shit if you were 22 years old and showed up in a costume. No. I'm going to give you shit. I don't care. It's just, it's the spirit. Just like, have fun. Do it's, it. It's, that's one of, it's one of the only times that we have in this country where you can just go out and play pretend yeah. and have fun. And it, and it's literally, it's a holiday where you do have no obligations to do anything with anybody or for anybody. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just geared around having fun. That's it. It's one of the only holidays that's just geared around having fun. Yeah. It really Which, is. I think that's a that's a good thing, the juxtaposition of fun and the sort of morbidity, right? But I think what people have done is they've taken all of the emphasis off of the morbidity and just made it fun. Right. Right. Yeah. And you really should. You should spend some time. It's supposed to be a reminder of the thinning of the veil and that those that have gone on before you are closer than they've ever been. Like that's what this time is meant to be a reflection of and to take it where it's just a fun and tongue in cheek thing. You're taking the sacredness out of the holiday. Yeah, that's exactly true. It's a, it's an interesting time. It really is. And I, I really love it. It's, it's the time of the year because I mean, it comes at the perfect time where the trees start, it's you know, beautiful. yeah, everything's going down. It's getting colder, just all of it. It's the perfect time to really remove yourself, take some time, maybe go to a cemetery yeah. that you don't have a personal stake in mm-hmm. and just go there. And instead of, I mean, it's good to go to one where you might have relatives. Yeah. Right. And think of you know reflect on them some but also just going somewhere where you don't know the people who are buried there you know what i saw today i forgot to send you what there's this article that 1940s era that it was a common tradition to have picnics in the cemetery yeah i've heard of that i love that why do we not still do that because we run away from death with every that would be the perfect date yeah like come on it really would how and cool would that be like, i think it would be great oh yeah and especially to to have that as a thing you do with your kids yeah right a a, a family thing where you take your kids and because you know so many parents seem to freak out when like you know a family pet dies or something and, and not like, wanting to tell the kids. And they don't want to tell the yeah. kids. They'll tell them it ran away mm-hmm. or they took it to live on a farm. Right. Or something stereotypical like that. Yeah. But it's 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 this thing where they try to shelter them for so long. That's where the problem starts. Though. I think so. I mean, I think so. Yeah. So, so maybe the problem began when parenting styles changed, when we weren't as hard ass on kids when we started candy coating shit babying yeah all the time yeah i think a lot of problems came out of that i do too it really it, it seems to have changed a seems lot to taking stuff way off course yeah it really has <laughs> and i i understand that i understand the impulse to want to keep your kid you know safe from things but that's not your job that's not. It's not. You have to get the. You have to get the little fucker ready. You're supposed ready. to prepare them yeah. for inevitable things, and death is inevitable. Yeah, and taking someone to a cemetery and saying, "Look, this is beautiful. All of these families are out here putting down picnic blankets, and everyone's spending time with their deceased relatives, mm-hmm. and remembering them, and taking a day to talk about them, right? And really appreciating the fact that they." existed and they were part of their lives and you wouldn't be here without them having done what they did right that's a huge deal that's the people just don't do anymore i mean and think about how much that could change just the whole 
I think that would take away the fear. I think it would. I think it would change. So a lot of a lot of the time when people get really on this, you know, a lot of really careerist people. Mm -hmm. Now, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Now, sometimes you have to choose whether you're going to live a certain type of life or you're going to have a certain type of career. And to each his own. Right. I I understand why you might want to do that. But I think a lot of people who want both are really, really focused on, you know, they'll delay living their life and having kids and having a proper family and focusing on their relationships for so long because they want to get to a place in their career because they're like, the work that I'm going to do is the work that's going to live beyond me, right? That'll be my legacy. Yeah. And if from the time that you're a kid, you know, a thing that everyone does, a thing that your family and, you know, the family in the house next door, they all go and remember you on this one day. Right. Right. That, I think it would change a lot. I think people wouldn't be quite as hung up on leaving something in the context of like a bigger legacy. I think it would help the grief process too. Certainly. If you know that not only when I go, you know, that they'll still remember me, Mm -hmm. but that I don't have to forget about these people and not bring them up that there is these, you know, there are still a part where we can still remember them and talk about them. And we have this event that's geared around just doing that. Yeah, exactly. I want to pause for a second and point out that it is raining now. It is raining now. Yeah. So I really hope it doesn't sound staticky. Maybe I was it'll sound, worried about that. Yeah. Maybe it'll sound nice. I hope so. You know, like <laughs> we got a nice little backtrack of some rain sounds, you know, I usually have those good. night sounds, but it's not raining really hard. No. So, yeah, just letting everyone know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I really, I, I, I just wanted to say that and I lost complete track of what I was doing. It's totally cool. Um, yeah, do you know how to pick us back up? So how do you, I mean, going even further with the problems in American society, specifically with death, why is it that the people that are okay with death and the friends of death where, you know, the people that are okay going in the cemeteries and, you know, all of that. Why are they treated as out fringes of society? Because no one wants to think about it, right? Because it's just a reminder of it? Yeah. Okay, I see you. Yeah, I really think that's it. Okay. I really... I just think that as a whole... Especially during this time when everything is so... Everything's dying around us. Everything's so finite, right? I mean, how can you not accept it when everything around you visibly dies every single year? Well, there's that. But I think about it even culturally, right? You know, things that seem like the biggest deal ever one week can be completely forgotten about the next week. That's true. Yeah. You know, and I think there's such a sense of impermanence just in the general culture mm-hmm. here, at least. Right. That people feel that in themselves, too. And they're they're afraid of that. Maybe we're not even able to <clears throat> not like we as humans aren't, but some in this culture are not even able to grasp the finality of death. Right. Like they can't even 
project to a point where I don't exist any longer. Yeah, which is easy, really, because it you is. didn't exist before. Right. You know, that's one thing that's always boggled me, that people just cannot grasp the concept of I'm not going to exist. Yeah. Right. And it's like you you didn't exist for all of time before, you know, right. Everything 30 years happened ago. Before you. Exactly. It'll keep happening after you. Yeah. And look, you'll be remembered by the people who you are important to. Right. And you and can take just... solace in whatever. I mean, even if you think no matter of how you look at the afterlife and we'll get into this more on our next episode, mm-hmm. there's got to be comfort in all of it. If it's just the end, then it's just the end. Which is my personal preference by leaps and bounds. Right. Right. Now, I grew up. if it's not, you know, I mean, you can go. There has to be comfort in addressing death and getting to whatever happens afterward. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you decide you become a pumpkin. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> be the best pumpkin. Okay. But there has, there's. So it's almost like, regardless of what the end is, just accepting that there is an end is the freedom. Like, that's what's needed. Yeah. Like, you it know, doesn't matter. We can argue about what happens afterwards, but just accepting it makes it bearable. Yeah. I, guess. I think meditation would help a lot with this yeah honestly because if you if you're really meditating and you get to a good point meditating you can just sort of feel like you don't exist anymore yeah you can you just feel like you're one with everything Mm -hmm. and that's pretty powerful really when when you've done that and you feel it pretty regularly i think it probably would take a little bit of the fear away yeah i could see that yeah i really could We're probably going to just have something like that in every episode now. <laughs> we just have to say, oh, yeah, meditation is the answer to everything. 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 Meditation if you're meditating, you're going to be fine, guys. Yeah. Meditation and CBD. <laughs> that seems like pretty good stuff. It is good stuff. Yeah. I can't use it. I wish you could. Yeah. It's great. I really I swear by it. I know. These jobs out here. I know. They don't want, you, they don't want to let you try anything. Nothing. Oh. <clears throat> but. Ridiculous. You know. Being employed, that's a big plus. I hear it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I really think if we just learn how to integrate it into our lives, yeah, then we won't, so frequently we won't land in this place where we feel like have, where we feel like we have unfinished business, right? Yeah. I think so many people do that and so many people really really feel like there were all these things that i was going to do Mm -hmm. and it's like there are always going to be more things you're going to want to do there's always going to be more things and at some point you run out of time yeah that's just it you just have to learn just what happens yeah get over it yeah plan for it plan Plan for it it. you know what i think you should do that and we should talk about it later because i've already planned my funeral several times I yeah. think you should go through it, and maybe we can discuss it on an episode. On an episode? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a really good idea, mm-hmm. to talk about going through the whole process. Yeah. yeah. I'm certainly, I'm going to talk to my family about it 
next time I see them. Mine are so not on board with the what I want. Oh, really? Yeah, not at all. No. I told my dad I wanted, if I were to go young, what I would most prefer is to be able to build the the box myself. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't even want that anymore, really. But if, if it were to happen before I could... Um, make all the arrangements, which I do want to go ahead and make the arrangements. Yeah. But if it were to happen before I can make arrangements, I would, they would probably just bury me like they would anyone else yeah. and ha- have just a regular Christian. And see, I don't want that. Yeah. But I want to tell them, you know, don't get me embalmed. Don't put me in a casket right. with a bunch of fucking metal and plastic in it. You know, I don't want any of that. I just want something that's just wood. Throw me in there put me in a fucking t-shirt or something, mm-hmm. you know, and drop me in a hole in the ground. Yeah. Because this this whole thing of just putting a bunch of stuff that's just going to be in the ground forever is just dumb. It's terrible. It's dumb. It's terrible. And it's so expensive. It's it gets unreasonably so expensive. expensive. Yeah. Tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. for a hole in the ground. Yeah. Ugh. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I just want something... Very natural, no embalming. I don't want any kind of. If I could get my family on board, which I don't think they will be, and let's face it, I mean, I'm going to give on some things just because I feel like the funeral is more for them than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, especially on this one thing, because I would be preferred to be buried in just a shroud. Yeah, well, that's that's where I'm going now, too. Right, but I know that my family, that might be too much for them. So I have a clause in there that I'm okay being put in a natural fiber box. Yeah, that, like a hemp box? Yeah, a hemp box. Um, anything that'll biodegrade quickly. Easily, yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that. But do not put me in a vault. Do not put chemicals in my body. None of that shit. I would like a tree to be planted just because I really like that idea. That sounds idea. cool, right? Yeah. I really <laughs> like that idea. And when I started talking about it and you mentioned that when I had that diagnosis, we were actually planning for this. And you said that you would come by and get the branches and just plant them random places. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Like to be a forest. Hell yeah. That would be badass. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> And you with your weird energy. I would love it. You'll probably be like, oh no, I sense everything through the trees. Mm-hmm. Fucking creep. Yeah. I live on forever. <laughs> Weirdo. Yeah. I like it. I, I really like that too, though. And I think having a sort of living monument like that, that's so cool. It is. It's so cool. For, like, just put a little plaque on the tree and say this is where you were buried. Yeah. Right. And your family can come by. And especially like, you know, if it's an oak tree or something. Yeah. And then acorns are falling, mm-hmm. and you can get them, and you can go plant one at your house. Right. That's that's it beautiful. Just, it seems so much better and than how, a rock. How magical that could that be if that was a tradition in your family? Oh, I want to make it one. I mean, seriously, like, yeah. how cool could that be? It would be fantastic. Yeah. And there's limitless possibilities, limitless possibilities about what to do. Absolutely. I've had a blast uh, digging into them. Yeah, we'll get into that in the next episode. Yeah. We're really drifting off onto that pretty hard. Well, I mean, we're getting about time to call it. Are we really? Mm-hmm. Oh, this went fast. Yeah. We've been chatty tonight. We really have. Yeah, it's weird. 
It's all that caffeine. <laughs> yeah, we drink a lot of coffee before we do yeah, this. We did. Yeah, um, we did. I do want to say, you know, we've we've come pretty hard just saying like you're gonna die get over it mm-hmm. you know it, it's really kind of been like that i mean we've we've talked about how um systemic maybe it can be of like why people have such a hard time with right. it but me especially i mean you've been sick forever so you can speak to it more powerfully than i can you know i don't someone who's struggling with this everything we've been talking about don't I really would hope you don't take it as us saying, how can you just not get over this? No, right? not at all. This is all meant to be encouragement right? for for you to find that peace. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't want anyone to be... I encourage everybody to... <clears throat> everybody, but especially if you have any kind of illness in your life like I do, I encourage you because when I started looking into funeral plans and what burial options I had and what I would want. I was not okay with just kicking the bucket right then. Right. Through that process, I was okay with it. Yeah. Like it seemed like it helped you a lot. It helped me a whole lot. And and you did that thing where you went around to cemeteries and stuff too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, Definitely made a difference. The find a grave thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's this really cool website. If you're looking for a cool, like, little outing to do, to maybe even boost your death positivity, go to findagrave.com. You put in your area, and people across the globe, literally, will have requests for different pictures of headstones in cemeteries around you. So you can go to a certain cemetery, click it, and it'll give you a list of all the different headstones, and you just upload them to the site. It's really, really cool. And, like, I had people from, like, Australia asking for headstone pictures in, like, down the town, like, in some podunk town around here. Right. And it was so cool to walk through, and you get to, on the website, you can be in the cemetery too and it'll have the people's obituaries in the oh on the website yeah on the website that's really cool and you can even like pull up stuff about them and if you have someone in a cemetery you can make a memorial page on the website within that cemetery and put whatever information you want about your loved one if you want to upload some pictures from when they were alive articles what have you you can upload it to their memorial page it's really cool yeah it really is it's the kind of hobby someone in that sort of situation can really benefit yeah from. i really loved it and it was great exercise for me too because it was yeah, a it gets slow you out pace walking. it got me walking you know it got me out it made me face my mortality too because you're obviously walking around graves so you're gonna think about I could be here soon. So, you know, like you process it and it becomes where the cemetery is not an unfamiliar place. So you're not scared to go there anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I loved it. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Yeah. I'll link it in the show notes. Well, everyone remember to die happy. Die happy. (laughs) (laughs) Or try uh, mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I can't, I can't condone that as a scientist. I will. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. You've been sitting here 
uh, practicing for a TED Talk for what seems like 10 minutes. It's already awkward. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of liking it. I think we've just about reached our time. I think we have. So, all right, everybody, go out there, get the information you need. We We have no information on said family. We have no information on anything. We know nothing. Uh, We look forward to talking to you next time. See you next time, guys.